if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. A famous proverb, you know? Oh, snap. Can you please sing that? For me? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You want to be my lover. <laughs> I love that I met Leslie. <laughs> Honestly, this was a way better experience for the listeners. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. For another episode of Interstates and Heartbreak, but it's actually going to be a different format because in this episode, I'm the one who's going to be the interview subject. What? <laughs> and I've two of my good friends here. I have Will Ripito, a familiar voice, I guess I should say, for those who have listened to the podcast before. And I have a new guest, David Zeff. And yeah, that's me. They both went to my high school, and they literally are such good friends. They actually both came from out of town just to conduct this interview and potentially roast me. Welcome. So glad to be here, Leslie. Uh, We're very excited to get you to open up for once on one of these podcasts. For once? For once, yes. (laughs) No, okay. I feel like it doesn't feel like I open up, but if you like listen to all the episodes, I feel like on every episode, I tell at least one story. I mean, at least from my mom's perspective, I've opened up too much. (laughs) (laughs) So that's very fair. I guess we should clarify when we say for once, we mean more so than just a one-off here or there, you know, sharing a story. You are the star of the show. Wow. And that's what we're looking forward to. What we want is to learn about you and not just a story here, a story there, but really who you are, what makes you tick, and um, why you want to build what you've been building. Okay, that's fair. I feel like it's kind of such an interesting dynamic, because usually it's like I have my outline, I have the flow of the conversation all planned out. I don't even know what to expect, except for a couple of like sample questions you sent me. And the unexpected. (laughs) Prepare to be uncomfortable. Well, very comfortable. On my comfortable couch. Yeah, okay. I trust you guys. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I'll take that back at the end of this. Leslie, for the record, for all the listeners, has been texting me all week saying how nervous that she is. That is literally not true, but okay. So I guess it depends how we define true. (laughs) If we define untrue as it happened, then it is untrue. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, So without... Oh yeah, go ahead, Seth. Yeah, quick question though. When... I broached you about this, uh, what, a week ago or so? Yeah, like two weeks ago. You had a mm. smile, you were excited and whatnot, but to share with the audience, what were you really thinking about being interviewed and kind of giving up that power? <laughs> Great yeah. question. Um. Okay. I guess I didn't really know what to think. I think I was just like, this is so unusual for me to give up control, especially in this arena. But I was like, it is kind of nice because to be honest, so for anyone who hasn't listened to my episode with Will and Megan, it's called Finding My Stage 5 Clinger. Great episode. And at the end, Will asked me a few red flag deal breakers. Mm. And I was like, wait, it's actually fun to answer these when you haven't thought about them before. So I I did think it was mostly going to be fun. And I'm like, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of things where I say some cringy things, but that's fine. Thanks for sharing that, Leslie. That answer actually... 
just spurred a question that I didn't even have prepared today, <laughs> but you just mentioned, oh, like this is different to give up control. Yeah. So what better question than when you're in a relationship, do you like to be the one who's in control? I guess my follow-up question, just for clarification purposes, in what aspects of the relationship? Do you like to be the one who's in control? <laughs> okay, I mean, you could take that a lot of ways. That could be like, do I want to plan the dates? Like, I, I think it's more so about in, in a relationship, there's clearly someone who has uh, a stronger opinion than the other mm-hmm. about what's going to occur, what's mm-hmm. going to be planned, uh, yeah. who we're going to be hanging out with. Who takes the lead? Who takes the lead? I would say... And in, 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 in all seriousness, obviously, I was joking by repeating the question. <laughs> what I meant by that is like, y- you tell me. In what areas do you like control or not like control? That's fair. I will say, I think I'm overall a pretty chill, easygoing person in the sense that I'm not going to be the one who's like, I don't want to see this person or I don't want to do this thing. There are a few instances where I do have strong opinions about what we do. Um, God, I feel like I'm already like loving my answers here. <laughs> um, Love it. So I feel like I don't mind for the other person to take control a lot of the time because I think sometimes it can be nice to be honest you know I feel like I'm really independent and so because of that I feel like I take on a lot naturally Mm. and so then if I'm in a relationship with someone who can take control of other things it can allow me to relax and like enjoy myself a little bit more and also just like open up more and just take a breather love the answer Leslie I do too (laughs) going off of what you said you are very independent I think that's what a lot of us love about you But I am curious because guys often, at least a lot of my friends have said before, oh, I want an independent lady. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes down to it, they don't really want that. They want someone who, I hate to use the word that they can control, but that they have some sort of... Submissive. Yeah, submissive is a great word. So when you go out on dates, do you walk back in the day, whenever, do you often find that men were saying, I want an independent lady, or that really they did want someone submissive? I feel like I did mostly go on dates with people who were open to having someone independent. And I think Mm. part of that is you can probably suss out what type of guy actually doesn't want an independent woman. And especially when you've been on the apps for a while, I think you can kind of read into cues that you might not have picked up on early on. So I think because of that, I never met someone who was like, oh, like, of course you would quit your job and like Mm. all of this stuff. I did actually have someone who I talked to back in the day, like in college, where Okay, I'm trying to think of like how much detail to give here, but he- All of the detail. <laughs> oh God. So this is someone who I knew in college. We weren't dating in college. We were like hooking up and then we dated later. And in college, he said something about how he wanted his wife to like not work and mm. to just be at home, which, mm. you know, literally there's no shade to that. I just don't know if Hashtag that would be- dream job. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like that's For actually kind of nice. And me. But I just don't know if I would want that. And that was so many years ago. I don't know if maybe he's evolved that stance. Mm -hmm. Like, we've lived in L.A. for a long time now, and life in L.A. is very expensive. So if you're not, like, a sugar daddy, I feel like you probably are like, no, you actually have to work. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. All right. Well, I have a number of questions prepared, so. You want to get started? Yeah, I'm happy to get started. These are kind of all over the place in terms of (laughs) intensity. It was just as they came to me, so apologies. Keeping me on my toes. (laughs) Yeah, so I I think a fun one to start with was before this episode, 
uh, you told us that you haven't had a single enemy or person that you beefed oh, with ever, God. except for one girl from middle school. So what is that girl's name? And what? why? How can we find her? <laughs> <laughs> What's her handle? Now, uh, wow. what is her name and why did you guys beef? The funny thing is, and so if there's any like crazy stalkers out there, maybe you can figure it out. I do follow her on Instagram. I don't have that many followers. Or people, so you could find her, but I'm not going to call her out. I'm sure she's changed a lot. There's no real reason that we beefed. We were in the same friend group and... For some reason, she just decided that she didn't like me. Or I think maybe it was more like that I was someone who was easy to pick on. Mm. And I remember I had a crush on this guy and she found out and she told him. And I feel like Rude. that is the cardinal sin. You just like yeah. don't. Because it wasn't like trying to hook it up. Like, obviously, we didn't date. Like, if we had dated, maybe I would see her in a more favorable light. But she just did it to embarrass me. And yeah, she just picked on me and would make backhanded comments all the time i will say actually she did apologize at one point oh, and it was really nice but then she tried to get me to apologize and i think i literally said i don't have anything to apologize Ooh. for which is pretty bold for like 12 year old me i'm actually shocked that well, i said yeah, that Leslie, well done <laughs> Wait, i'm getting so nervous they're just like giggling to themselves <laughs> i was gonna speculate who it might have been but I, I won't. Okay. I won't. I think okay. it's we best. We can talk about it off air. Yeah, off air. You want to go next? Sure, or you want me to, next. Yeah. There's no real rhyme or reason for what we're asking. So yeah. we're just going off of random yeah. questions. Okay. I so um, when we date and we find that person that we're like, oh, we really want to seize if there's something more here. A true mm-hmm. connection of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've said and the cliche goes, you know, we become blinded. Mm-hmm. We start to mm-hmm. not being able to see certain things. And what's even worse is that if we do see it, we often rationalize that away. Oh, and I know that yes. I've done that before oh, in my yeah, life. And yeah. so what's something that has blinded you in the past, even when your friends may have questioned why you're with this dude? Wow. I could talk wow. about this for a whole podcast. So I will say there was one person who I dated and we <laughs> knew each other for a long time before we dated. Hmm. I mean, whatever. I'll just be a little transparent, that's the same person I just mentioned, where it's like we went to college and we were hooking up. Oh, snap. And (laughs) so we were also friends. Like, I will say, I'll go on the record and say we were friends throughout college. Who? (laughs) This person, this gentleman. And yeah, we were friends with benefits, obviously, but we started off as friends. And it was like a friendship where I felt like it was not easily understood because I think on paper you would be like, why are they friends? Like, what do they have in common? Whatever. And he was someone who was like a bit abrasive, I think Mm. is safe to say. I'm not easily offended. So that was actually totally fine with me. I'm like, you can say whatever. I'm going to get offended by like very few things. The issue was when he would meet my friends, like when we were actually dating seriously. And it's like, okay, not everyone is like that. And also you don't know these people as well. And you haven't made an effort to get to know them and to earn that right to like make these types of comments and jokes around them. So I think for me, yeah, there were a lot of red flags. And my friends, like one of my friends hated him. She had Mm. such a bad experience the first time that she met him because... Him and I were both actually blacked out, so I don't remember what happened. She told me all of this stuff, and I was like, that's wild. And then I confronted him about it. He didn't remember any of it. However, I think I was blinded to all of this because I was like, well, we have this base of friendship, and we've known each other for, like, almost 10 years at this point, And, like, we just kept kind of coming back to each other in each other's lives. And so 
I know I shouldn't be doing this because I'm the guest, but it might transition well into your question about like the great white buffalo because mm. you were asking like, do I believe that exists? And, that he's... and for the listeners, great white buffalo means the one who got away. And I don't believe he's the one who got away. I think it's 100% for the best that we're not together. But mm. at the time, I think, you know, I was thinking like, you know, we keep coming back in each other's lives. So I think that was the closest I got to ever feeling like that could be that person where it's like we're meant to be together for some mm. reason just because we keep coming together and have this like friendship base. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That kind of spurred uh, a thought that I should probably ask this question because I mm. thought it, it actually wasn't the Great White Buffalo question. Okay. This is going to tie into it, but I'm just curious. If in an interview someone asked you how many fuckboys are in LA, what would you say? How many? How many? Oh my God. Give us a number. The limit does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay, maybe I think the best way to look at it is like a percentage maybe. And mm. I would say maybe like... 33% of the single males are Whoa. That's pretty high. Would wow. you say, compared to other major cities in the U.S., how does that compare? I would say it's high. And I think it's because there is Peter Pan syndrome here. And mm. so, you know, not that I, I'm saying I want to be in a city where people settle down super early. There are benefits to being in a city like that. There are negatives. There are benefits to being in a city like L.A. And there are negatives. I think because there's that Peter Pan syndrome and guys are still trying to figure themselves out later than they might be in other cities, I think they just are like, I have plenty of time. Like, I don't need to settle down. I don't need to take these relationships seriously as early as I might think that I should if I lived elsewhere. And I always, I've said this multiple times on the podcast, can't take credit for it, but LA is like a city of tens looking for an 11. There's so many hot women here that... I feel like it's this paradox of choice where you always just think that the next thing is coming that's going to be better. So it's like, why settle down? There's like a million women who are gorgeous enough to be actresses and models. So Yourself included. Oh, well, that's flattering. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so on the topic of fuckboys, thank you for that answer. I think it's great. If I was your interviewer, I would move you to the next round. Uh, <laughs> I have statistics. <laughs> yeah, Will Ripto, career coach. Um, so, on a serious note, though, so over all of the podcasts that you've done, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think a fairly frequent topic has been about how many fuckboys there are in L.A. And that's yes. kind of what gave me the idea to ask. And, of course, over the podcast, you've also shared a number of stories and kind mm -hmm. of ridiculous things that they've done that were off-putting. I know you've shared, what was that, like, group dating app oh or my god grouper yeah so i know you i know you've shared that like ridiculous story and a, a bunch of other instances but i want to turn the the mirror around for a second mm -hmm. and i want to say you know what is something that is ridiculous that you have done on a date or in a previous relationship before mm -hmm. that you know in hindsight you wish yeah probably could have done that differently okay i have two answers and so one of them, I've told this story, I've alluded to it on the podcast, so I won't dive into the whole details. I actually told the full story on another podcast called Okay, So I Met This Guy. So if anyone wants Ooh. to hear all the details, highly recommend listening. I, when I was 22, went on this date. It was going really badly. There was nothing for us to talk about. It was so awkward. And in an effort to get through the date and make it less awkward, I suggested we play a drinking game and then I blacked out. <laughs> so that was not my finest moment. Classic. <laughs> um, 
But there was another time where I think, you know, that's like, oh, that's silly, whatever. I was 22. But I would say there's another time when I would actually go so far as to say I was the fuck girl in this Ooh. situation. I, I'm really happy that you brought that up because that was a question I wanted to talk about. And yeah. we've talked about fuck boys a lot. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah. I yeah. do want to speak a little bit about fuck girls. Yes. And is there a similar percentage uh, that Ooh. you would give? Ooh. No, first, first of all. How would you define a fuck girl as Great compared question. to a fuck boy and then percentage? Great question. Okay, so when I was like thinking about this and I was like, would I describe myself as a fuck girl and like why? <laughs> I would say it was because in this scenario, I knew that this person wanted something serious and I was upfront with him. I was like, yeah, I'm not ready, you know? But I didn't say I will never be ready. I think because I was also trying to figure that out myself. If I'm sure. being, like, I'm being honest, I wasn't like, no way. But I was like, oh, I don't know, but he's a nice guy. And so I was upfront and I kind of used that to be like, well, I told him that I wasn't ready. Like he knows that I'm not ready to be exclusive. And so I was talking to one other person and he called me out on it. And mm -hmm. then he ended it with me. And Ooh, I was well like, done. that's fair. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to date someone who's dating multiple people, then it's well within your prerogative to end it. So a fuck girl is basically a girl who's dating multiple guys that's not willing to commit. I'm not saying that was you. No, I'm no, just no, saying, yeah. is that I how think, you would Oh, yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. So going back to your question, I would say a fuck girl is like, or a fuck boy is a person who you know, lead someone on mm. knowing that that person wants more and they can justify their actions to themselves because they're like, I've been upfront by saying I'm not ready or some other mm. thing. Sure. But you know that you're still being like emotionally intimate with this person and they think there's a chance that it's going to lead to something more serious. Sure. Yeah, thank you. And so what percentage of, of LA would you say girls are, are fuck girls? For oh the gosh. record, Zeph and I do not think Leslie is, is a fuck girl. No, oh. we don't. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad that one experience doesn't taint your <laughs> perception of me. But I think it's maybe lower, but I think it's still higher than in other cities. I don't necessarily have a percentage. I feel like obviously I haven't dated any women in the city, but I feel like you have more girls out there who are looking for... Okay, I want to be cautious of how I phrase Diplomatic. this. Diplomatic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, you know, maybe more so than in other cities. Diplomacy is frowned upon for this episode. <laughs> Correct. More so than in other cities. Like the girls who taint the dating experience for guys. And it's like, she's just out here trying to get free meals or whatever. Mm. And I think that's also, this is a city that has more sugar daddies. So it makes sense. I don't know if that makes someone a fuck girl, but I think it could make someone a fuck girl if they're like, I'm going to go on a date and pretend I'm interested, but I'm really just here for like a meal. Oh, I I've actually been on a date years ago and... I actually gave her a lot of credit because she said that to me. Wow. She what? outright said at the date, and we were getting it's a churro place and awesome hot chocolate and what have you. And she goes, um, look, we were having a great conversation, but I really just wanted to get a, a free meal. Oh. And I said, what the fuck? Yeah. And I said, I really appreciate you telling me, but joke's on you. I have no money. Ah. <laughs> but no, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> I paid, obviously. Uh, <laughs> But the, Obviously. The oddest thing, though, of that, and I totally forgot about this. Wow, the oddest thing is that I, I left for a conference a week later, and she hit me up, and she says, no, I, I had a great time. I'd love to uh, connect with you again. Okay. And I thought, okay. is this week? for another free meal? Yeah. yeah. So I didn't, I didn't continue with her, but it does make me think that 
there are plenty of people out there, and if, if we're just going to be talking about women in LA, who do yeah. just go out for the sole purpose of, I just want to see what's available, and that yeah. is a nice yes. way of saying it. Yeah. Yes. yeah, which is wild. I actually listened to a podcast the other day, and it was this guy telling a story about, he met this like gorgeous Russian woman, and she had moved over... Sketch. <laughs> <laughs> what he said is that she was divorced, and like apparently she was like stunning. So she was divorced shortly after she moved to the country, so he was like, I mean, she might have been like a mail-order bride, because she like moved over, got married, whatever. <laughs> And he's, like, asking her where she wants to go. He's like, do you want to go for drinks or for, like, coffee or something? She's like, no, I want you to take me out for dinner. And then she suggested Mastro's or some other... Oh, like, Mastro's. Really yeah, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and he was like, yeah, I paid, like, several hundred dollars on this dinner. That's expensive. And it, it was actually, like, a wilder story. Like, she was... I never knew you were Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I really respect how upfront she was about yeah. everything. And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It turned me on a little bit. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a thing to overt honesty. Yes. And mm-hmm. it really is like, oh, I hate that you're doing this, but damn. All right. Yes. I see you. Which sucks for me because you already called me out. I feel like I'm always trying to be diplomatic and like not say things to rock the boat. Yes. For sure. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I feel like I'm too accommodating and that is not a turn on to anybody. Well, I'm curious then to, to go off of that. When you go out on dates, how honest are you? As in, mm, yeah. are you being as transparent as possible? If you're going out mm-hmm. on a date mm-hmm. and you're saying, look, I'm not trying to connect on a level that can really create some sort of, I don't know, relationship. Mm-hmm. I just want to have a good time and quote unquote, see what happens. What? How honest are you? Hmm. I feel like in the beginning, well... There's, like, two fronts, because I think I have the philosophy that you should always just, like, show your full personality, because if you aren't going to do that, you're going to be acting for a while, and eventually it's going to come out, and it's just going to prolong the inevitable, essentially. So I feel like you should always show your personality, and, like, sometimes that's easier said than done, but, like, if I have a joke that I think is really funny, but I know might be a little off-putting, I'll be like, just say it, and if they hate it, then you'll never see them again, that's fine. But I will say that earlier on in dating, I would try to be like the cool girl and I wouldn't want to ever bring up anything of like, when was your last relationship? Or are you seeing other people? You know, because I was like, I had this like fucked up thought that's like, it's the loudest word I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) The bird clearly has something to say. (laughs) Like if I don't bring it up, like... It'll make me more attractive and mm. make him, like, wonder, like, oh, well, like, is she seeing other people? And it's like, that's not a healthy approach. I just feel like in the media you see so much about, like, women being clingy. And I was like, mm. I never want to be cl- – I'm not a clingy person. And so I want to do everything in my power to not seem clingy. I know exactly what you mean. I think it's similar to how I was in college where I don't want to be seen as a creep. Mm-hmm. So you, I would do everything possible yeah. to not be seen as a creep, right? For sure. But – uh, really quickly, to go off of what you said, are there things when you go on a date which are no-goes, as in you will not touch that topic? Oh, good question. That's a great question. Hmm. There are things that I traditionally don't touch. Like, I don't usually talk about politics early. I don't talk about exes on a first date. Like, I will never bring up those topics. Sure. But it's not like if someone else did, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to see him again. Unless the things, like reveal red flags during our conversation. 
Mm. Perfect segue, Leslie. Thank you. <laughs> uh, had a few drinks, so it's clearly coming and you can hear it. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that you brought up red flags because that is something I want to touch on yeah. uh, quickly. So we know that you say with friends, oh, that's such a red flag. I will never <laughs> compromise on that. Mm-hmm. There's a th- That is an absolute zero, a no, it's not happening. Yeah. But then we're also human mm-hmm. and we also do compromise on things mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So what was a red flag of yours before you started dating? Wow. And then... You overlooked you, it. And then you overlooked it yeah. when you started dating that person. Great question, That up. is such a good question. Okay, let me think because I know there are definitely some... As you think, I'll say it is difficult because, at least for myself, I'll speak and I'll say I view myself as someone who is principled. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I will say that there are many things where I will I will not allow that to happen. I'm very mm-hmm. firm. That is the line in the sand that will not be crossed. Yeah. My wife and I literally, as a nickname and joke for him, we call him Judge Zeph. Yeah, straight up. Wait, I didn't know that. I like to be very fair in what I do. So if I'm giving a Yelp review, I always tell them I wish they had like a 0.5. Totally. Right? Yeah, it seems really harsh to be only on one Because a 5, if it's 5 out of 5, that's arguably perfect. Nothing is perfect. Correct. Yes, good point. So all that being said, there have clearly been things that I thought was a red flag for myself Uh that I've compromised on. So what would be something for you? Well, I went on multiple dates with someone who didn't have a bed. And I've told this on the podcast also before, but I remember it was like literally the timing was I met this person a month before I started looking at this condo. Mm. And I was talking to my girlfriend about it. I was like, he's so nice, blah, blah, blah. To be fully transparent, this is the same guy who I was the fuck girl with because he wanted to get oh, serious. And I was like, wow, I was like, thickens. I don't know if I can get serious For with sure. this person, not just because of the bed. There were a lot of other things. But I was talking to my friend about it and I was like, he's so nice. Like, he's such a good guy. And she's like, you're closing on a condo and you're going to date someone who doesn't have a bed. And I, I'm not trying to be shallow. Yeah. Whoa. But I mean. Stormy it. said that? <laughs> Stop. It was not Stormy. <laughs> Stormy is savage. <laughs> um, so I will say, like, that's one of those things where, like, let's say someone were, like, playing a game of red flag deal breaker with me. And they're like, he has no bed. I'd be like, what the hell? Deal breaker. Mm. But I was like, this is a good person. Wait, like, wait, how are we? Like, what do we mean by he has no bed? Like, he had no bed. He had no mattress. He slept on the floor? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I, I I appreciate you answering the question, but I do think you kind of, that's an easy answer. Yeah, Is it? I agree. Yeah. It's like a, a, a little, oh, he doesn't have a bed, so yeah. that's a red flag. No, yeah. fuck that. No, say something real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something real that you're just, okay, for example. If okay, it's, yeah. If Look, it's why like, don't you give me your example, Zeph, so I can use no, that this as a model? This is not, this is not Zeph's episode. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Well. I did, and he's right. He's right. He's right. Yeah, exactly. His fairness is rubbing off on me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that just like killed everyone's ears. We're, we're, wow. very, we're very close on the couch right now. Yeah. <laughs> Literally rubbing Literally. off. Rubbing um, elbows. So the reason why I'm pressing this is because um, there are things where people say, as an example, um, if they, let's just bring up politics. If they voted for Trump, mm-hmm. I will not date them. Yeah. Okay. And then they go on a date with them. They're like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Okay, well, I thought about that. The reason I didn't go there. 
is because, so one of the people who I dated, he was a Republican. He didn't vote for Trump, but he was a Republican. And so I think, you know, maybe in today's climate, I'd be like, that's a little tougher. That's not to say like every Republican is like a monolith, like not every person is the same. I think it would just, it would raise more questions for me today than it did when I dated him then. So then I was like, I was not that politically minded. Like I didn't have as many passionate thoughts, nor do I think that the country was as polarized as it was when we started dating. So I think that's a great example. But the reason why I didn't bring that up is because it wasn't for me a red flag that I overlooked. It's more like in hindsight, oh, that's tough, but it might have been different had we dated present day. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that, Leslie. And, you know, since you brought up politics, uh, there's a question that both Zeph and I <laughs> have, have been meaning to, to ask you. This one's a bit more serious, though. And I haven't listened to every episode, but I do like to consider myself a bit of a super fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel that you haven't opened up at least a ton mm-hmm. over the course of the podcast about you know, what it's been like to date in LA and just in general as a black woman. Mm-hmm. So I would love anything. And I, Zeph, I know you would love it too. Mm-hmm. Anything that you are comfortable sharing about, you know, what your experience has been and simultaneously, you know, how maybe has it deferred from some of your friends like Amanda, Ariel, Ari, etc. Okay. Great question. It's a fair question. And I will say, I think the episode where I most opened up about it was maybe one you haven't listened to. It was Democracy is My Love Language. And I did kind of Mm. talk about some of my experiences there. Okay. And to answer the latter part of your question first, I will say, yes, my experiences definitely differ from like the three people you mentioned, Ariel, Amanda, Ari. They differ from them. But the reason why they differ is because I think, you know, they haven't really online dated, you know, Mm. people who meet their partner, you know, early on in person and don't have to go through the online dating experience have an inherently different experience than people who have been through online dating. So I will say that it differs, but I wouldn't even bring race into it. I would just say, yeah, it just differs because like they haven't had to deal with like the let's call it 33% experience (laughs) that is like hinge, bumble, tinder, whatever. And I think kind of going back to what I said earlier about as you're on the apps longer, you're able to discern more tells about a person than you might be early on. I think that I will say I've been lucky in that I haven't encountered anything where it's like this was overtly racist or like Mm. this person is so ignorant. And I think that that's because I can kind of like sense like, okay, is this someone who Mm. would be like open-minded and open to having dialogue and intellectual whatever like for example and i've said this on the podcast also but there was this guy i remember i was like oh he like sent me a like on hinge so i got to like peruse his profile before deciding if i wanted to match with him and the first thought i had i was like this guy looks like a douche (laughs) and then i was like leslie like that is so judgmental why do you think he looks like a douche? And then I got really down on myself because I was like, you're making snap judgments about this person. And I was like, you know what? You should just match with him. The first message he sends me is, will you be my first black girl? Oh, I do remember hearing that on a previous podcast. Yeah, And I was just like, 
wow, way to reinforce like negative stereotypes at a glance, whatever. So yeah, you encounter some things like that. I think what I've more encountered is people who are actually like well-intentioned and I don't think that they were bad people at all, but like we'll say some things that I'm just like, mm. It's okay. the ignorance or those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. give me an example. Like what would one of those things be? This is probably the wildest example. I actually, <laughs> judgments on me maybe, because I <laughs> continue to date this person after this. Not oh. like super seriously, but we were on our third date. It was going like very well. Towards the end of our third date, he was like, yeah, like I really like you. Like I didn't even really know that I liked black girls until I met you. Oh, Whoa. wow. And in my mind, I was like, why the fuck did you go on a date? Was this an experiment? Yeah. Like, how, did that, how did that make you feel? Really when, when uncomfortable. That? Yeah. Yeah. Like extremely uncomfortable, extremely confused. And I think it was, it was still earlier in my online dating. I think I'm a different person now. I would have like probed. I would have been like, I would have just called him out. Not even yeah. like probed. You, you said, I'm sorry, you said that you dated him multiple times. I went Continue on. Dating. I went on dates with him after that third. So date. you would say that that was maybe a red flag that you overlooked. Wow, Zeph, way to bring it full circle. Good job. I don't know. If that's true. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's probably the most egregious. Or yeah. this guy who I went on a first date with, I remember I like straightened my hair before the date, and he was mm. like, "Oh, like black girls usually don't have hair like this." I'm just like, what the fuck? Wow. But how did how did that is, make you feel? It's like a, a lot of deep nuanced things because it was like I remember before the date I was like with my friend and I was like yeah I just like feel self-conscious about how my hair looks and Mm. she's like what it looks fine I was like no I like have to straighten it I'm gonna straighten it you know Mm. so it's like I don't know I have that internalized shit too and I will say I think he's a really good person it's funny I only went on one date with him this was over a year ago we like still text every now and then Mm. like you know like he's really a good guy I don't not like that but like (laughs) just randomly (laughs) It's really fascinating hearing you open up, and we really appreciate it, too, yeah. being so honest and open. To go off of that a little bit, I am curious. I'm Jewish, mm-hmm. and when I first started, like, dating, dating, let's say, I don't know, uh, late high school, college, and thereafter, and whatever, I didn't think that finding someone who was Jewish was important to me. Yeah. And so, for you, is race, uh, religion, ethnicity, is it something that you're looking for consciously, or is just, I just want to have a connection with some sort of person? Great question. Honestly, for me, it's just the connection, I'll say. Okay. Because I feel like one of the key things that really kind of impacts who I am as a person is more like the fact that I'm like a first generation American. And like, there are a lot of other people who are first generation Americans, but what your first generation experience is like, it differs based on like where your parents are from. So it's like, maybe the person who I could connect the most with is someone else who is a first generation from Jamaican born parents. Right. I don't meet a lot of people like that. So I can't even say, Oh, I've dated someone like that. And we had this intense connection. And now I see the value of it and why that made that relationship stronger than any other. So for me, I'm like, okay, it's fine. I just care about the connection in general. I'll I'll wait till he's back, but I have a question. Go ahead. Sorry guys. Just kind of get a drink. Yeah. Keep the juice. Sorry, everyone. I do want to be inclusive. Actually, I do want to say that it's funny because I work in higher education and I am trying to consciously be aware 
of my unconscious biases, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Us. And I say hey guys a lot. It's very Same. I know. California. It is Recently very Southern learned... California because I also say it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Recently learned that that's not chill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I mean, I'm trying to say hey everyone more. Yeah. Uh, hey yeah. y'all. Yeah. Oh, we don't really say that in Hey y'all. I say y'all a lot. Oh, there you go. So that comes Do natural. You? That's yeah, because cool. my dad and family are from Texas. That's so right. Yep. It... That works out. <laughs> that works out. Yeah, who knew South is the most inclusive? Yeah. Please keep that. Yes. So good. Perfect transition. So I don't know if your audience is allowed to know this or knows this, that you are currently dating. Yes. Do you have anything that you'd care to share about that relationship? <laughs> Yes, I have talked about this relationship. I've talked about this person in stories here and there. So, like, if anyone were a crazy person, maybe they'd be able to piece together this is the same so person. Us. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, to your guys' point... Episode 7. <laughs> to both of your points, it's like, I tell stories in piecemeal. So I don't, yeah. I don't like to give identifying details. Out of respect for these other people, like, they didn't sure. sign up for this. And also just out of my own privacy. And so, yes, I've mentioned this person before for context. I met him before the pandemic started. But when I say before, I mean, the pandemic, I guess, was technically going. But it was before lockdown started. Sure. Like the day before the stay-at-home sure. order was our first date. We have not, as some listeners might be able to ascertain, been dating that whole time. Because I've talked about dates I've been on since then. We were talking and then we were dating. And now we are seriously dating. Congrats. I'm really happy for you. Thanks. Me too. I've never met him, but you're my boy. <laughs> wow. Definitely taking that out. Is that out like... <laughs> we love you, buddy. <laughs> I do want to backtrack a bit and feel free to not answer the question. Okay. But Will and I and your fans and everyone who <laughs> loves you knows you had a couple of serious relationships. Yes. Yep. And you've also had some relationships that weren't as serious, but they were relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I am curious, is there a common trait that your exes share? Ooh. Wow. Okay. Yes. So I have- Good question. That's a great question. I would say I've now had, like, this is now my fourth boyfriend. And so I've had wow. three other people who I would call serious enough to be a boyfriend. Sure. Like, people in high school don't. Yeah. yeah. And so, of those three boyfriends, they all had one very interesting quality, which is, like, not something that you would maybe, like, ascertain right away. Wow. I'm not going to dignify what <laughs> Will and Zeph just showed me with a response. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, okay. The one thing I will say is like when I met all three of these people, they came across as like, wow, they're like the life of the party. They mm. like to go out. And then it turns out like, no, they're kind of homebodies and or introverts. Wow. So in the case of my first relationship, I met him when we were both teaching. And so I was younger and he would talk about how he was like, yeah, I was at like mom's the other night until 2 a.m. I'm so exhausted. And like teachers get up early. He yeah. got up even earlier than I did. Oh, mom's the uh, the bar on. Um... The bar on. I forgot. It's like, really? like, yeah, mom's, yeah. like mom's cues, yes. Busby's. Yes, all, all, like, all of those. Okay. Yeah. The ones that you go to when you just like graduated sure. college. And he would always go there. He was always out at those bars. And I was like, damn, like, it's a two. Like, that's the way I used to go out when I, I was in college. Going up. Hey. On a Tuesday. <laughs> really? And I was like, wow, this guy parties. So, first of all, I thought that. And then, you know, we start dating. 
I find out that he was A, really only doing that to like meet women, which, okay, fine. B, didn't really drink. What a terrible guy. <laughs> no, that's fine. I was no, just like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I thought he was like <laughs> such a partier because I was right. like, I sure. just graduated. Yeah. I'm not even doing on that. A Tuesday, that sounds that's exhausting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, if you're yeah. doing that on a Tuesday, like, Okay, but maybe the relationship was his biggest priority. But in hindsight, he didn't really drink, so it's also less exhausting because he's not like hungover. I didn't oh. know he didn't drink until we started dating. Ah. So there was that. Then the second person I dated, this is that same person who we knew each other in college. He was like president of his fraternity in college, you know, like so we went out a lot. And it's not that he stopped drinking but it was just like you know a very different vibe from when you're like a president of a frat and then afterwards like you've calmed down and Mm. like you're kind of over it so in both of those cases like that first guy was in a frat in college too and it felt like they like got it out of their system maybe Mm. and then it's like now that i'm in a relationship like i don't want to go out and that's not to say i wasn't trying to go clubbing or anything but it was to a point where i was like okay but like i'm going out with my friends and you were prioritizing going out and now you're not prioritizing going out with Uh, my friends so was that important to you yes and not the going out part it's the with my friends part like if you want to be my lover you got to get with my friends the famous proverb you know oh snap can you please sing that for us (laughs) You wanna be my lover? <laughs> I love that I met Leslie. <laughs> Honestly, this was a way better experience for the listeners. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So that is important to me. And then the third one, I mean, we know who this is. I feel comfortable saying his name because he was on the podcast. Nick. Our friend Nick. When we met <laughs> when we met in Mexico. You're my boy, Nick. He was the most extroverted person I've ever freaking met. Hmm. Like, Mexico Nick is, like, a totally different person than actual Nick, though. Like, he's not that extroverted. What would you say, Will? Well, there's a couple things that I would say. Nick is not one to offer up his opinion Mm -hmm. unless asked. But if asked, he certainly has a lot of opinions. Yeah. Is number one. Uh, And number two... I will say that being extroverted is a lot easier when, you know, you're taking 10 plus shots of tequila. That helps. And also, Nick, you my boy. Great dude. Love Nick. So you would say that the common trait that your exes share... Was I got catfished. I thought they were all like extroverted party boys. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, And And they wanted them to be extroverted. Yes. You know, Leslie's the most extroverted person I know. By far. By far. I'm not kidding. No, same. Same. By far. By far. By far. You guys have to Maybe like tied with Danny Hogan. I'm literally not even trying to. Maybe tied with Danny I'm not even trying to be humble right now. No, there's no way. Oh, for sure. By far. I can list people and they would be below you. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Danny's the only one I know that's like maybe saying on the same. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I feel like I am extroverted. And I think for a while I was just like, oh, I just like being around people. I didn't really know the literal definition of like you get energy from social situations. And that is that is me. But yeah, I guess I don't want to say my partner has to be extroverted. I think that in each relationship for varying reasons like the commonality stops with the fact that it's like oh i just thought they were more extroverted and like to go out more than they did but in each relationship there were issues that happened either during the relationship or maybe after the relationship where either their homebody traits or their introverted traits Mm. did cause some conflict at some point yeah 
care to expand upon that for the listeners? Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think of like one example that I do want to share because I, I have some that I don't want to share. <laughs> sure, sure. Edit it out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Actually, yeah. So there's one that's easy to share. And this was when I was younger again. So it was like my first relationship. And I was going out more. And I remember it would just be like, you know, my boyfriend at the time like didn't want to go and didn't make as much of an effort to like get to know my friends. And so I would go out alone. Mm. And I was like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Because I don't believe that you have to go out with your partner all the time. I actually think that's unhealthy if you're like, we have to do everything together all the time. But I was like, I do wish it happened more. Because I was like, there is something weird about being like, yeah, I have a boyfriend and I'm with my friends who are with their boyfriends and like we're all out together and like they get to like go home together and like have this fun together and have this shared experience being sure. together and then I'm just like by myself like why? Like all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Thank you for sharing more about that. I know it's something that Zeph and I have both been wondering for quite some time yeah. and I actually think that what you just said segues really nicely into a question that I wanted to ask. You mentioned the importance of shared experiences. Mm -hmm. And before the podcast today, I actually suggested that we all have the shared experience of ordering Domino's. My God. Which you. That is not where I thought Which you. No. This actually happened. Wholeheartedly declined. So clearly not a sponsorship opportunity there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But my question is why do you suddenly hate shared experiences by rejecting. Collectively, what is regarded as the world's best pizza? Collectively? Collectively, yeah. In the words of Will, I don't know why New York is considered to have best pizza. Everywhere has Domino's. (laughs) Facts. Wow. Honestly, I'm going to just export that clip and send it to the Domino's PR rep and be like, please sign. I'll eat Domino's every Friday for a year. Anyway. Yeah, so will I have been for multiple years. (laughs) Hot take. So, now is my time to turn it back on you and say, we are in one of the best food cities in the country. And anyone who knows me well, I will spend hours on Yelp, on infatuation, on just random Instagrams, looking for new restaurants. I have so many bookmarks of places to try in LA. I was so excited to take you both out and show you a new restaurant fair (laughs) yeah no that's my bad and so would i rather eat dominoes no i wouldn't and so for me okay for me it's more like okay if i'm going to a spend money on delivery it's always expensive it's always more expensive than you think it's gonna be if i'm gonna be have a cheat meal I'm sorry. I'm rescinding the sponsorship opportunity. It's got to be better than Domino's. Oh. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. That's where... All right. I feel like some people just don't know this. So this is for you and this is for the listeners. If you really want like the, the dankest food experience possible, you can place an order online through the Domino's app. Done it a few times. And you can get... So here's the move. It's actually like quite intricate and involved. So... You have to get extra cheese and extra sauce. If you're like not a fan of dairy, at the very least, do mm-hmm. extra sauce. Mm-hmm. And then place your order for whatever toppings you like. Just do their regular like hand-tossed pizza or whatever. It's like the original one. And then ask them for extra garlic butter around the crust. I'm not playing. 
it's so bomb and every person that i've showed this to they're like holy shit that's bomb yeah yeah it is true it is true i gotta say uh will showed me this and it is fantastic yes i gotta throw it out there you know what i'm actually gonna take this moment to be vulnerable and i'm a snob and everyone I've dated has said, Shocker. like, you know, when it comes to food. Oh, no, what? When it, com- <laughs> when it comes to food. Like, I've had, like, previous exes, particularly Nick, roast me about how much I hate chain restaurants. So I Love think you, that, that plays into it, too. To bring it back, though, I am curious. We did ask you about your exes. Mm-hmm. And we asked you about something that they all share in common. So you said, you know, you... You thought they were extroverted, but mm-hmm. they actually weren't. Yeah. And I do want to dive a little deeper. Yes. Because I am curious. You dated them for a reason. You dated them for some time for mm-hmm. a reason as well. Mm-hmm. Is there something that they had that when you look back on, you think that was why I stayed in the relationship for as long as I did? Yes. Whoa. In the case of one of the relationships... I think I stayed because I had this thought that I was like, we're supposed to be together. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it was like... Who was it? It was that person who I mentioned where it was like we met in college. So I was just like, yeah, we've had a lot of problems, but we worked through them before. We kept coming back to each other in Mm. college, post-college, whatever. Sure. So that's why I stayed with that person, honestly. And I... (laughs) I will say, one of my friends, I think the same friend who was like, you are closing on a condo and he doesn't have a bed. This friend, I love her so much. And she's just like one of my biggest type women. And she's also very direct and very blunt. She had never even met this person. And she had dated someone who had some similar qualities. Mm. So I had kind of heard her stories. I'd met this person. We kind of, you know, commiserated over this. They broke up before I broke up with this person. And I would tell her about things once she had broken up with him and she was like free and had the hindsight that you get once you end a relationship. And I was like, yeah, we broke up. And she was like, I can't believe he broke up with you. And I was like, honestly, same. And literally no shade to him. It was just like, I thought multiple times about breaking up with him and just didn't do it. And I'm actually, I will say I'm grateful because I'm like, what if he hadn't? Would I have stayed in that relationship? We were not compatible. It's literally no shade to him. Like, there, I wasn't perfect in that relationship. I'm sure if he were on a podcast, he could point to a ton of things. I could actually point to a ton of things. I was like, okay, I didn't handle that in the best like way. Like what? Well, um, okay, so there was one thing where we got in a fight because I went to Vegas and didn't invite him. And to oh. give, but to give more context. That's fucked up. To give more context. What? Okay, Zeb nodding. I gotta say, wait, where's my? I'm not here. I love that Zeb got called out. Yeah, yeah. I get called out for nodding. You got called out for nodding because everyone hears Will saying that's fucked up. So you both are calling. (laughs) I had to give the listeners context that Zeb was agreeing. He was not silent and complicit there. And the listeners agree that it was an important call out. I mean, not a yeah, no. So I'll say, yeah, I didn't handle it the best way. For my context and reasoning as to why I didn't, it was because we had another trip to Vegas and I I had like invited him and he wasn't interested in going. And so he was like, yeah, I mean, like, don't you want to just like spend time with your friends and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I guess if you don't want to come. And then the second trip, I was just like, I don't know, like, you don't know any, one of the people who went was his ex. So I was like, I don't know if you need to come and like, it's fine. And you didn't want to come on the last one. 
And so then when I didn't invite him, he like drunk dialed me at 3 a.m. and was like so mad. Oh, no. And I was, I just felt like there was a lack of consistency. I think, you know, the mature thing, sure, would have been to like invite him anyway. But what I will say is like also there were times when I would invite him to things and like sometimes it would cause rifts because he would be like I feel pressure to go to this and like he didn't really want to go and then when I wouldn't invite him because I'd be like I'm fine if you don't come and like I don't want you to feel obligated then he'd get mad Mm, interesting yeah well thank you for sharing that Leslie um I think you know obviously we've been going for a while now it's been super fun I have a couple more kind of light questions I guess love it and then I think that Zeph has a, a more serious question that I think would be a good one to end on. How does Ooh, that sound for you? That sounds great. Okay, awesome. So as far as the lighter questions go, what's your biggest goal in life? In life? Yeah. Okay, this is so cheesy. Is that not a light I'm question? Multiple, <laughs> no, I'm like multiple drinks in, but what comes to mind is by Beyonce. You know, we, oh, yeah. we love Beyonce. Queen. And there's Who's that? a... <laughs> Get off the podcast. <laughs> Leave. You're banished. <laughs> There's a sample where it's like she's in an interview and someone's like, I'm going to butcher it. So maybe I won't be as true of a Beyonce fan as I would like to say. But someone's like, what is your aspiration in life? And then yeah. it cuts to her and she's like, my aspiration in life to be happy. Ooh. And that's cheesy. But like, that's no, it's great. true. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like, you know, you can be a really quote unquote successful person financially and be miserable. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to live in squalor. Like, I'm too snobbish with where I want to eat out to, like, say that I could be, I mean, like, you're s- poor. snobbish enough to use the word squalor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's great. That's great. That's really good. Touche. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm so cheap. That I'm like, as long as I'm fulfilled inside. No, I want to be financially comfortable, but like, I just want to be happy. I want to be in a relationship long-term where I'm like, this is my partner. This is my ride or die. They like get me, they accept me for whoever I am. And we are working towards shared goals. And like those shared goals can be not eating at Domino's and finding the best restaurant in LA every week. Shots fired. Yeah. Okay. So like, first of all, I don't know why. Thank you for answering that. I actually think that's a great answer. I don't know why you would choose to throw shots at your sponsor. (laughs) Well, former sponsor. Um, I actually will add though, I I might've told you this before. I can't remember, but Megan's dad, like kind of wanted to interview me basically Mm. before we met. Because we actually never had the opportunity to meet before uh-huh. Megan and I moved in together. Mm-hmm. So he sort of like wanted to interview me to be like, who is this guy? And one of the questions he asked me was like, how do you define success? Mm-hmm. And that was actually what I said. Wow. I just said happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. What, what else matters, right? Truly. Literally. Yeah. Truly. So I certainly fuck with that response. Zeph was judging a little bit. I'm always judging. Yeah. The judge. Judge. The judge. 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 Yeah. Oh, you guys thought it was because he was fair. Yeah, no. He's no. a fucking judgy <laughs> asshole. Great callback. Okay, so flip side of that, what's your biggest fear in life? Hmm. Okay, that's a good question because... This is also going to sound cheesy. I think one of the things that like kind of keeps me going regularly is that I feel like everything's going to work out the way that it mm. should. And so, you know, you have lows, 
But I've had lows and I always am like, you know what? I can take this from this low and it ended up being like a success in this way or Mm. it helped Mm. me grow in this way. So I still have that thought. And so I'm not cynical in the sense that I'm like, things are going horribly or like, what if this doesn't happen? I'm like, no, like these certain things are going to happen for me. Sure. So that being said, oh, okay. This is going to get really sad because this is something that will inevitably happen. My biggest fear is like for the day that my mom isn't with me anymore. Yeah. Aw. That's the one thing. And so my only hope is that she just lives as long as possible and is healthy and happy throughout that. Maybe technology and science will change. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So that would be it. That's, that's, uh, that's... Well, I thought these were lighthearted Yeah, well, they were supposed to be. Thanks thanks for being a fucking downer, Leslie. (laughs) Yeah, that's all you. Yeah. Wow. Um... Okay. <laughs> what do you think makes you a catch? Wow. Oh my god. Okay. So I will say time and, to flex. Yeah. yeah, this is time to flex. And I feel like I don't say this often enough. I've always thought I was a catch. I will say the one thing is that sometimes in relationships where I probably shouldn't have been in, I was acting like I wasn't a catch, which is like mm. why? Why do you think that? Yeah, was? why do you think that? A great question. That's a that. good question, and I don't really know. I think it's because let's take some time to think about it. I mean, in one of the instances that I can think of where that was most clearly the case, I think it was because I felt like I was like trying to. Pr- I don't know. I was trying to prove myself to this person, but as I say that, I'm like, if you're a catch, like, why do you need to prove yourself to somebody? So yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I don't know mm. actually, and I think I'm past that. But I think that I'm a catch. One of the reasons is because I feel like I'm a good listener. But not only being a good listener, it's like definitely true. I yeah. feel like I. You should launch a podcast. <laughs> crazy idea i'll consider it i'll consider it but i feel like it helps me to like really understand who a person is and like what they need and to then better myself as a partner in response to that um i also just think i'm really fun in a lot of ways and i won't get into all of them they're not all appropriate on the podcast but um (laughs) mom we're gonna edit this out I think I'm a lot of fun. And I think also another thing is that I really care about the people who are in their life. And that com- mm. kind of comes full circle to me being in relationships where I was dating people where I was like, why aren't you making more of an effort to get to know my friends? And one thing I will say, I feel like I always make a really solid effort with the friends of the people who I'm dating. I don't think you could poll any friend of a person who I've dated and they'd be like, fuck her. She was a bitch. She was like unfriendly. Yes. I would say going off that, this doesn't just include people you've dated. This includes anyone you've met that is a friend of yours who's dating someone else. I can't remember a time ever in my life that the person I was either dating or the person I was cool with male, female, whatever, who didn't come with some sort of, wow, Leslie's awesome. Aww. Leslie's cool. She's down to earth. She's, she's cool. Wow. Yeah. It means a lot. Same. So I would say that you're being honest here and I appreciate that. Thanks. Sorry, I'm trying to place a Domino's order, so wow. I'm a little distracted. <laughs> um, okay, I have, I have a final, I don't know if this is fun for you, but it's certainly fun for Zev and I. Oh my God. Um, you have mentioned before that in your friend group of Ariel, Ari, and Amanda, mm-hmm. the Sex in the oh, City no! Quad Squad. Yeah. So right. actually, <laughs> I'm sure this is going. well, <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe you maybe. do. Maybe you don't. So you have 
in that friend group, you have mentioned to Zeph and I that you are actually regarded as being sketch. Why okay. do you think that is? Okay, I think that goes back to why you guys both wanted to interview me is that you wanted me to open up more. And I think I don't really always share some things forthcomingly. And I'm not always trying to be sketch. Part of it is I grew up with parents who are, they're honestly sketch. They're so suspicious mm. and they're way more suspicious than I. If you were to interface with them, you would actually think it's like a miracle that I'm as open as I am. So I'll just lead with that. And Interesting. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 So it's like I grew up with that and I feel like I, not to say like, I think everyone's out to get me. There's, there's twofold. There's probably multiple fold. I'm not going to commit to just two points. So one of them being, you know, like I'll share if someone asks me, I don't always want to like be the person who's like volunteering information. I feel like, again, I like to listen. If you're interested, then yeah, I'll tell you, but I don't want to assume you're interested for one. And also it's like kind of a good way to suss out who actually cares about you. If I'm being honest. Sure. Um, Wow, I'm like definitely drunk because I forgot the other thing I was going to say. <laughs> I um, love it. Give me a second to think about it. Mm. Oh, okay. So another thing, you know, like you have a lot of friends who will talk a lot about what they're doing and their plans. And like maybe those plans don't suss out. That's like my worst nightmare. Mm. So I feel like I'm more like, okay, don't talk about it. Be about it. I'm not going to talk about something happening mm. in my life mm. until it comes to fruition. I'm the same way. To be honest. Yeah. Sure. And that actually also plays out in relationships. Like, you know, for example, on the podcast, before when I was dating my boyfriend, I wasn't going to be like, oh my God, so I'm dating this guy. It's like, uh, I've been on enough dates to know the odds are that it won't work out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm a cynical person. I've just, you know, that's the nature of online dating. Sure, so am sure. I going to be all like, oh my God, guess what? And especially, okay, so for example, like with my close friends, I feel like if they're in relationships... I don't want to be that friend who's like a clown and is always coming around with like new guys that don't pan out. I don't really want to talk about it unless there's something worth talking about. I feel that. So I guess it was cool. two. It was two reasons. <laughs> well, I actually just based on the reaction on your face from how I started the question, which was in the <laughs> sex in the city quad squad. Quad squad. Um, quad squad. What did you think I was going to ask? I know what it is, but for the listeners, what did you think I was going to ask and then answer that question? For the listeners, I assumed that Will was going to ask me which of the four Sex in the City women I would have to identify most with. And I think you mentioned it on your episode with Ari. Yeah. And it's in my Instagram bio. So it's not a secret. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I right. am unfortunately no. the Carrie. That, so, okay. Just to let listeners know, <laughs> um, I recently saw the entire series of Sex and the City. Good show. Decent writing. Uh, decent. Solid first movie. Please hit me up if you want to talk about Big because the oh, dude's wow. weak. I've talked about that many times. But all that being said, you're definitely not Carrie. Carrie is the worst. By she is. far. That's why I groan whenever it's brought up. Okay, do you want to hear the reasons why I think I'm the carry? Okay, yes. Tell tell us, please. Okay. Well, one of them is obvious in the sense that it's like my hobby. Being a blogger and podcaster aligns closely with that. But the reason which I don't even know, like if you were to ask the other Sex and the City cast members in my life, I don't think they would draw this comparison, but I drew this comparison. So one of the people who I dated 
basically was big. So in the Sex and the City 1 movie, when they get engaged, it's like they've been on and off dating for 10 years. <laughs> so, like I mentioned before, I had someone who I met in college, we dated for years. And so I think it was kind of a similar dynamic where it was like on and off for years. And then we were in a relationship. And I liken the person who was my first serious boyfriend to Aiden, in a way, wanted to be serious, wanted to like continue and start a life together. I broke up with him and then I started dating this other guy who was objectively not a good fit for me. I'm not gonna say anything else negative about him. Like I don't wanna say he's a bad person, but objectively not a good fit for me. And like it had been so tumultuous. I understand what you're saying. I do. I can see the comparisons. That being said, I also feel that that's pretty easy because I feel that many people can make those comparisons. Hmm. Oh, I dated someone and, you know, I, we thought we were great and I broke up with them and I found someone else and um, we objectively weren't a good match for each other. That's, that seems easy. But what I'm trying to get at here is when you're talking about Carrie, you're only talking about the way that she is with her significant other. Yeah. You're not talking about the way that she is with her friends. I thought she was a good friend. I did not think she was a good friend. Why? She always brought things back to herself. Talk about Mm. good listener. Mm. You think Carrie's a good listener? I think she was always there for her friends when they needed it. Sure. No, I'll give you that. For sure. I guess, all right. I should not be so harsh. (laughs) I don't think she's judged (laughs) Jeff. Yeah, so I'm going to, you know, put down the gavel. But so what I mean is... Oftentimes, Carrie would bring things back to herself. And oftentimes, <laughs> yeah, right. she would, whenever something's going on with her friends, she would be there. And I, I, I have to give her that. Uh, an incredible, uh, the credit's due. Mm-hmm. I will say that. But there are many times that when her friend is going through something, she couldn't help but think about herself. Literally, that's her thing. I couldn't that help but wonder. I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> I... And so I yes. do think that while I see some comparison, there's a bit of carrying all of us, maybe to some extent. Um, why she's a lead. Why she's a lead. It's somewhat relatable. Yeah, exactly. But then it goes to an extent of, I often think of the show as, would I want Carrie as my friend? Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> we have the same you know, honestly, I was like, that was deep. And, yeah. and honestly, like, sure, maybe on a surface level, but as a close friend, I'm not sure. certain. Because yeah. I'm not certain that when push comes to shove, she can let whatever she's going on in her life go and just talk wow. to me about how I how I am. That's true. That's true. She was more self-absorbed. Shrug emoji. <laughs> she was pretty self-absorbed. That's which why... I think is why she's become a meme. Is like it's, exactly. She's like so me, me, me. Exactly. And so that's For why sure. when people say or if you say you think you're like Carrie, I push back on that. I don't actually see that. Okay. Now... I got a couple of questions, and please feel free to not share. We've talked about this a long time ago. I don't actually Mm. know if you remember, but um, my father passed away when I was four and a half. So I didn't have more or less... I had my grandfather. I was very fortunate to have my grandfather. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, that I didn't have a quote-unquote father figure there every day and so forth. I got to see and whatnot. And so... I often reflect and think about how has that impacted the way that I view myself, mm-hmm. I view the world, I view my relationships. Yeah. And so my question to you is how you were raised yeah. with your parents and so forth. How do you think that has impacted yourself and especially how you connect with others in terms of a romantic relationship, in terms of going on dates and so forth? Yeah. 
So wow. one thing I'll say is I'm an only child and there are the negative stereotypes about that. Only children are weird because, <laughs> because, or they have the tendency to be weird. When, I, when I say they're weird, that's usually me like putting a shot out at myself, like in sure. jest. I think only children have the tendency to be weird because at least from my experience, my mom does this still. If I tell my parents about a situation where I'm in a conflict or something that isn't necessarily going my way, her default is like, they are wrong, you are right, you are perfect. Mm. That isn't healthy at all. So with someone who I was dating when we broke up, she was more upset at that person than I was. I wasn't even upset at them. She didn't really see their side of the story. Sure. So I don't know that that's impacted me as much, but... I only brought that up to say, I'm not trying to throw shade on my parents. It's not like they didn't love me. It's not like they weren't supportive of me. They were maybe too supportive of me. But they were both people who are so blunt and have very, very high standards. Like extremely high standards. Mm, I get that. And I feel like it's always made me hold myself to a very high standard. Oh, okay. Wow. I kind of like that. Yeah, I do too. I got just one more question and uh, throw it to Will. But I am curious. You created this podcast um, mm-hmm. about dating, love, relationships, and all of that. And so I'm curious. Yeah. And I know Will is as well. Have you ever been in love? And mm. twofold, is being in love important? As opposed and we to- don't mean like, yeah, you love Zeph and I as friends. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question that I brought up with one of my friends the other day. For example, I feel like I have a very clear distinction of like, what's the difference between being exclusive and being boyfriend, girlfriend? I have a very clear answer to that because I've thought about it quite a bit to understand like what that means to me. I haven't yet come up with an answer to like, when you're dating someone, when do you know I love them versus I am in love with them? Mm. I don't know yet. Sure. And I actually do like that you brought that up. And that's, why I actually asked the second question, is it important to say I am in love? And the reason I bring that Mm -hmm. up is because I think in this society, especially in our being millennials, Gen Z, whatever, we often think of this Hollywood sort of story of I am in love. But what does that really mean? What does that look like? And can you Mm -hmm. be in love but not have to say it or feel it every single day? Can you just say, I like being with this person. I love being with this person, but... I'm going to go do my own thing today. So you're more companions. Yes. Mm. I think it's important, but I, I don't know that I like the Hollywood comparison because I feel like the Hollywood comparison of being in love often is a toxic one. Like yeah. the yeah. key example I'll give, Will, you'll appreciate this, Gossip Girl, mm. Chuck and Blair, quintessential couple. They're in love. Yeah. Mm. It is so toxic. Trash relationship. Trash. But that is glorified. And I feel like oftentimes you don't always see it to that degree, but you see a lot of relationships where it's like, we're in love. And so it doesn't matter what happened in the past. The roller coaster is celebrated. Yes. And I would Uh, honestly, I mean, I wish that my past relationship was like Blair and Chuck. Like if I had to have a past relationship that wouldn't work out. Yeah. I wish it were at that level. No, it wasn't that sexy. (laughs) It wasn't wasn't that that glamorous. glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But Just I the would food you ate. I would say it was kind of like, oh, like, you know, it's like back and forth, but we're supposed to be together. And it's like, no, if it's like back and forth and it feels so difficult and it doesn't feel like 
it's easy and you can be your full self when you're with that person, then it's Mm. not right. So I feel like sometimes, you know, love is depicted as this thing that can overcome all when you are in love. Mm. I don't really know where I'm going with this, except to Mm. say, I don't think that whatever the media depicts as love is what we should be going off of. But yeah, I mean, if I'm answering from an idealistic standpoint, yeah, I want to be in love with the person who I end up marrying. So I am curious then, when I say I love you to someone, mm-hmm. I don't say it often, yeah. unless I really feel it, then my view is I'm saying I love you and that's end all be all. There's mm-hmm. no one else that I will say that to. That's how it is. Obviously, like, to a friend, oh, I love you, bro. I yeah. Love you. But... You too. Um, so what I mean by that is, do you feel similarly? Yeah. I don't think... I don't think you can really love more than one person. This guy who I dated in high school, he was definitely dating someone else. I don't have any confirmation to that, but in hindsight, there were a lot of signs that he was dating two of us. And he said <laughs> that... Not what I expected. <laughs> he tried to be like, I don't think that you lose the love for someone else. Because he had told me he loved me. He's like, you don't just lose the love for someone else. And I was like, True. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you can have people who you're like, I will always care for them. If you're in a happy relationship, I don't think you would say about your ex, I will always love them. I think that's a little different. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to give a pop culture example. So on this most recent season of The Bachelor, there were two women who during the hometown dates, their parents were talking about their exes and they started bawling. They started crying their eyes out. And in theory, you're a couple weeks away from maybe getting engaged. And I remember thinking... Should you be at a point where your ex is worth crying about mm. if you're really in love with someone else? Yeah. No, Great absolutely De- not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. So now actually going into the final segment, this is going to be more of an ad lib exercise. Ooh. So Zeph, I need you to get in here and help me out. Let's do it. But, so instead of red flag or deal breaker, we're going to call this segment more important to a man's heart. What you think is more important to a man's heart. Okay. Okay. So barbecue or beer? I would say barbecue. Barbecue over beer. Yeah. Okay. Football or fantasy football? Fantasy football. Interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting one. What do you think? Which one do you think is more important? Fantasy football. Yeah, me too. (laughs) That's all day. Yeah. Yeah, That's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Mm, let me think of one. Wait, think can of you one. answer the barbecue or beer one too? Um, I would say probably beer, mm. but because beer is more available like mm. throughout the U.S. versus like barbecue, realistically, like you kind of have to be in the South. Another question is what's more important to a guy's heart? Mm-hmm. A female who is submissive or a female who takes control? Mm. Okay, so basically we're trying to think, like, what is more common, a guy who wants a submissive or a dominant female? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's, I would say it's pretty evenly split. I know that's a cop-out, so I have to pick one. Um, okay, so if I'm staying in L.A., in L.A., I would say a dominant female. Okay. I think men in L.A. are more open to that than men in some other okay. areas. Here's another question. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. um, Boobs or butt? 
I would say in today's day and age, yeah. but Okay. I would say overall, historically, boobs. Sure. But I sure. think the butt is having a moment. It is. It's had a long moment. A long uh, moment. I, yeah, I, thank I have... you, Kim Kardashian. Kim K, dude. Yeah, yeah that's Kimmy. a good point. That's a good point. Can we go back, though? I want to hear both of your answers for all of them. Megan. Personality. Okay. Oh, this is bullshit. God. No, no. That's <laughs> yeah, kind of a boo. I agree. Oh no! I said Megan. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what? I'm like, yeah, wow, but you don't dude. have anyone who's listening right now who's gonna be like, "How dare you? How dare you?" Um, I would probably agree with you, Leslie. Okay. I think that you said it very well. I would have to concur. Um, <laughs> but I do have a question, though. I yeah. love this topic. It's not about what's more important, but it's more so about how do you think the male, it's mm-hmm. just talking about males, right, would feel. The women making more money, if it's just women, Ooh. or the male making more money. Well, just, they want to make more money. What now? They want to make more money. I, yeah. I, no, I, I, no, so. I agree with that 100%. Because I think, I think yes, even I think if a lot of guys are insecure theory, about it. Yeah, they'd be insecure because that's the thing. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's for sure I agree. Okay. But I actually, you know what? So that was the exercise that I came up with that I thought would be fun. But I actually want to flip it because how silly of me. This is Leslie's episode. What's more important to you, oh, a guy who makes more money or that you make more money? Either. Okay, wow. I think I would rather the guy make more money because I think that if it were the opposite, it might lead to insecurity issues. I would hope to be dating someone who that wouldn't be the case for, like, obviously. But I think if I'm just giving out a blanket statement, I think that most guys have that insecurity in the back of their mind. So sure. So I'm curious if the guy does have the confidence to make less money, but very, feel very secure in what he does and what he produces for the world and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you feel if you were the breadwinner? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, like say like, he's a nurse or something. Yeah, sure. no, to or be, educator. To be yeah. like very yeah. clear, I'm glad you asked that clarifying question. It's not like if they make less money than me, that's a deal breaker. That's right. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's more like if I'm forced to pick, like as a general mm-hmm. thing, I then see. yeah, I would pick that the guy makes more money sure. just because Why not? overall makes sense. it tends to cause less problems. Sure. To quote Leslie, her words, it's just as easy to love a rich guy as it is a poor guy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Her go. words. There you go. Her words. Yeah, I love that. You heard it here first. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what is more important to you? A guy who loves to travel or a guy who is extroverted? Loves to travel. Oh, wow. so you take an introvert traveler. Yeah, definitely. Ah. definitely. I could date an introvert. Like, that's not an issue. I mean, it could become an issue, but it's not an issue at face value. Mm. Okay. But if someone doesn't want to travel, that's rough. An introvert who loves to travel mm-hmm. or an extrovert who mostly prefers to eat at chain restaurants. The introvert who loves to travel, I think. Whoa. And also, like, I think sometimes extroverts can be annoying, I have to say. Sometimes, depending, you know, like, is it an extrovert who's like, I need to be the center of attention? Sure. I will say, yeah, I'm extrovert. I don't think I need to be the center of attention, says the girl with her own podcast. (laughs) But, (laughs) but like, you know, like, sometimes it's fine to be with an introvert as long as they're, like, insecure about it and they're supportive of you. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I guess the question that I have is, what's more important to you? 
your significant other who would prefer to stay at home, so we're going off the introvert thing, mm-hmm. or your significant other who loves to go out but doesn't really talk to you or spend time with you and just out there no. hanging out with the friends. Nope. They're definitely the first one. Okay. They don't like to spend time with me and well, talk to me. You, you know, they love you, but like when they're out, they're going to be... Doing their own thing. Doing their own thing. They're going to be this quote-unquote center of attention. They're going to love to talk to others. No. I want it to be a partnership thing, and I want it to be like we spend time with your friends, and we're both spending time with your friends, or we're spending time with my friends. Ideally... Getting to a point where it's like, our friends are all friends, and it's great. Aw, cute. This is just devolving into random questions that come to mind for me. So, you're dating a guy, you guys are out as fellow extroverts, Mm -hmm. and he starts dancing with another girl. Is that cheating? It's not cheating, but that's happened to me, and I actually got really mad. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you do? kind of caused a fight and i don't think normally it would cause a fight normally it would cause a discussion but this wasn't a healthy relationship at the time and i think he did it to like make me upset and Mm. i just think it's actually like very weird you know especially like the way that the dancing was and yeah 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 we'll assume that it's like more aggressive dancing too yeah because it's like grinding yeah i feel like like the way our generation dances is more aggressive yeah yeah it's not dancing yeah dry humping yeah Yeah. so um yeah that's not. so you don't think it's cheating it's not no it's not i feel like i I would like low-key feel like it like it's cheating adjacent at the very least Hmm. Oh, there's a great song that actually talks about this. Song? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll think of it. It'll come to me. So I guess I have a question now, and this isn't me trying to deflect, but like, Sketch. if you two are in a relationship, would you go to a strip club? Would you get a lap dance? Or is that cheating? I have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. Because I was in a relationship, and that's a no. Okay. I don't see so much of a benefit of throwing money out and looking at women mm-hmm. who are nude yeah. i don't get something from that he's more of a bitcoin guy <laughs> he's just nice like that's just best. not a good investment <laughs> financially speaking <laughs> um and so with that if the person i'm with is uncomfortable that's a non-issue for me i don't care okay yeah. what, if well, what, what if they're not uncomfortable? if yeah. they're not uncomfortable yeah. i would as not, someone who was like yeah go to the strip club i don't yeah. know i would not go out myself and be like, all right, well, tonight I'm going out. But if my boys were like, hey, I really want to go to a strip club, then I would tell my significant other, hey, my boys want to go to a strip club. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. They're comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But like, again, I, and I have been to a strip club and it was interesting. I don't yeah. get me wrong. And I was like, this is cool. But I, I came out, I was like, I didn't gain anything. That's how mm-hmm. I felt. Yeah. So it's interesting. And another reason why I'm a great catch is because I would let my partner go to the strip club and would go with them. Love strip clubs. Get a lap dance? Hey-o. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, interesting, because that was going to be my answer, was that similarly was up, I would go, I would tell Megan I'm going, mm-hmm. but I would not get a lap dance. Like that, I would never be the one, like, leading the charge yeah. either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if it was, like, a bachelor party and, like, that's what the group was doing, I wouldn't just, like, stay home. My thing is, so I've only been to female strip clubs. I've never been to male strip clubs. I love female strip clubs. But I obviously love them for different reasons. Who doesn't? I'm not, like... <laughs> Us. <laughs> Wait a minute. Literally. <laughs> but, like, I've always wondered, as a guy, I feel like it would be so annoying to get a lap dance. Unless you're going to go to the champagne room and pay thousands of dollars. Sure, 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 I don't sure, really, sure. Like, what, you're just going to get a boner and then go home? <laughs> what are you saying? Just a boner? I just feel like that's so... Grow up. 
no like no shade because I will go with my male friends I will go with people I'm dating if they want to go with me sure but I do feel like it is a little weird I talked about it on like queers gambit like I did a virtual stripper experience over the quarantine okay and this guy pulled out his dick and I was like it's a big dick but like I don't care about that (laughs) well like Zeph said there's no ROI there's no ROI, exactly. This is what I will say, and I, I can't speak for all men, but some of my friends may agree. It's more so about when you go to a strip club, it's nice to be surrounded by beautiful women. Okay. It's nice to be surrounded by beautiful naked women. Yeah. But what's really nice is the attention. Okay. And yeah. that eye contact. Yeah. That's what it's about. Sure, a guy goes and he gets a boner and obviously nothing's going to happen because it's strip club in the U.S. But all that being said, it's more so about um, I felt that they were really paying me attention. Strippers are the best listeners. They should all be podcasters. Not just the best listeners. They're the best negotiators. Yeah. Mm. So one time I went to a strip club and it was with someone I was dating at the time. And one of the things I most appreciate about strippers is the game. Like I love to see a female running game. And one of the strippers, while my ex and I were getting like this joint laugh dance and like she's talking to me, we're having a conversation and she's like... I mean, like, would you ever consider being a stripper? And she's just, like, gassing me up. And I was like, would I? You know what I mean? No, maybe. Should I? Are you guys hiring? The game is working on me. A straight female. And I'm falling susceptible to this. So I'm like, yeah, I see it. I don't know if I've ever seen a girl who's, like, so... Sure. Open and excited about strip clubs. I think, and then more... just like immediately roll out like, oh no, I'm not turned on by women. If anyone has ever watched the movie Hustlers as a I've straight female, tell me you don't have appreciation for female strippers. How J-Lo, can you not? J Lo killed it in that movie. Female strippers, male strippers, that is extremely difficult, and I give all the credit. Yep. All right. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for your transparency. And honesty and your candor tonight. I can speak for at least myself and Will, hopefully, that you really did open up. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And I will say that your podcast is amazing. I yep. love it. Rate, subscribe, share. There you go. Yeah. Five stars. I would love for you to be interviewed more. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I enjoyed this experience and I want to thank both of you for taking the time to come up with such curated questions and to really tailor them to me and myself and like the gaps in your knowledge about me. Yeah, I really loved it. And I do think I want to be more transparent on here. And thank you for helping me start that trend. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Is there anything that either of you would like to plug before we wrap up? Yeah, I'd like to plug Will Ripto. I've been on a few episodes. You found yourself and you're like, wow, I didn't even realize how fast that went by. And you listened to the whole episode and that probably happened twice because I've been on two episodes. (laughs) I'm that guy, but I'm also a career coach. I've helped people this year, 2021 alone, get jobs at Microsoft, Amazon, AWS, Twitch, Uber, Salesforce, and Disney. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, sneaky flex. Have you heard of any of those companies? Yeah, but anyway, no, on a serious note, that's what I do. Career coach, not Domino's yet, but you have to live in Grand Rapids for that. So, he knows his shit. Look at that. Who else knew that? No one, neither me or Zach. Will is ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I do is I help people, you know, get high paying jobs that they're stoked about. So, if you're looking for that in your life, 
holler at your boy, and I'm gonna hand it over to my best friend Zeph. Yeah, hit up Will. He can help you out. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> and last thing I want to say is, um, hit me up if you want to talk shit about Leslie. <laughs> Whoa! I love doing that. And uh, yeah, I just slid into your DMs. I feel betrayed. And if you don't want to talk shit, but if you want to talk about how great the podcast is, you can find me at Interstates and Heartbreak spelled out on Instagram. You can find my personal account. If you were like, wow, I really loved getting to know more about her and I want to know even more about her personal life, that's my personal account at Leslie Nope, L-E-S-L-I-E-G-N-O-P-E. Thanks, guys. This was amazing. Thanks, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. Bye. Let's be exclusive. Subscribe to Interstates and Heartbreak wherever you listen to podcasts for more firsthand stories about the unglamorous side of dating in Los Angeles. And while you're at it, you can write me a love letter with a rating and review on Apple. See you next Sunday.